What's happening, everybody? On today's show, a busy recruiting update from around the conference as we've got commitments to Alabama, Georgia, AM, LSU, Missouri, and more. Also, uh, Auburn's breaking ticket sales. Arkansas has a fan rooftop and a surprising firing from ESPN's College Game Day. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's happening, everybody? I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. All right, let's jump into it. We got plenty of recruiting news to get to. Let's go around the conference and we dive headfirst into it as we start first with Alabama. They are the top landing spot for Jameer Grimsley, an athlete, six foot three, uh, two way standout who announced his commitment over the weekend. He had a final three that included Michigan and Florida, and he ultimately landed with the Crimson Tide. He took an official visit to Tuscaloosa back in June and uh, ultimately decided on Alabama. And like we said, four star recruit and uh, ranked the number 19 corner in the class, number 34 prospect from the state of Florida. So a nice get there for Alabama. It becomes the 10th commitment for Alabama's 2024 class that features a couple of five-star commitments from quarterback Julian Sayan, uh, Perry Thompson, among others. Now, over at Georgia, Jordan Hall, who was a five-star recruit uh, out of the Jacksonville area, he signed with Georgia in December and went on a podcast recently slamming Florida's NFL production at the defensive line spot. It was uh, the recent NFL draft success by former Georgia uh, defensive lineman that ultimately made him choose the Bulldogs over the Florida Gators. And uh, he was talking with uh, current Georgia players, Tate Ratledge and Zion Logue on the Real Talk Georgia podcast. And said, look, Florida talked a lot about nothing. Uh, Georgia talked a lot about something. So Georgia gun going to put me in the league. Florida ain't put a D lineman in the league since Taven Bryan, and he's terrible. So, hey, I'm going to Georgia. Now, that's not completely accurate. Florida has put some other D linemen in the NFL, but understand uh, Jordan Hall kind of playing to the uh, fan base of Georgia fans who love hearing that kind of stuff, love the hate for Florida, and they'll keep riding that momentum. Now, uh, they did pick up another commitment this week. Uh, Michael Uni, six foot tall, eight inches uh, 325 pounds, four-star offensive tackle from the state of Texas. He's ranked as the nation's number eight offensive tackle. He's known as Big Mike, and he committed to the Georgia Bulldogs. He's a uh, four-star prospect, the number nine offensive tackle on uh, the 24-7 composite, number 145 overall player in the class of 2024. That brings Georgia's class up to 22 players already for the 2024 recruiting class. So Kirby Smart is doing work. Meanwhile, over at Texas A&M, they picked up a commitment for their 2024 class in wide receiver Draylon Miller. He uh, had offers from all over the country. He's six foot tall, 190 pounds, four stars, the number 12 wide receiver, number 12 prospect from the state of Texas. And the Aggies are getting hot right about now. Jalen Hornsby also committed to the Aggies, a wide receiver from the state of New Jersey. He's six foot two, 195 pounds, four-star prospect, number five player from the state of New Jersey, number 57 wide receiver in this class. 
And he's AM's uh, third commitment over the last couple of days because they also picked up four-star linebacker Ty Anthony Smith, who made his decision to join the Aggies. He's the number 324 overall player, the number 27 linebacker in the country, number 54 player from the state of Texas. So that brings the Aggies' commitments for 2024 up to 15. They have been doing some work in recent weeks, Jimbo Fisher and company. So congrats to them. They sit, uh, what, in the top 15 right now in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Over at LSU, they continue their momentum. They picked up a commitment from a uh, four-star prospect offensive tackle out of the state of North Carolina in uh, Ethan Calloway, who announced over the weekend. He is going to LSU. He's the number 18 offensive lineman, number 210 overall prospect in the class of 2024. A lot of teams were on his tail, including a lot from the SEC, so... Ethan Calloway announcing he's going to LSU. That uh, brings the Tigers up to 18 commitments for their class of 2024. Uh, over at Tennessee, they picked up a nice one. Braylon Staley, a four-star wide receiver out of Aiken, South Carolina. One of the best wide receivers in the state of South Carolina. But Josh Heupel able to pull him away from Shane Beamer's crew and gets him to Knoxville. Staley is six foot tall, 180 pounds. Also runs track and field. He's the 25th wide receiver in the country, number three player out of the state of South Carolina. So his commitment gives Tennessee 15 players in the 2024 recruiting class. He's the current highest rated wide receiver in that group at the Vols class, currently ranked 12th in the country. Lane Kiffin over at Ole Miss doing a little work, picking up a lineman from the Mississippi area, staying home to play for the Ole Miss Rebels, William Eccles. The new newest pledge for the Rebels announcing his news over the weekend. Six foot two, uh, 295 pounds, rated as an interior offensive lineman. Three-star prospect, number 19 commit from the state of Mississippi. And uh, that brings Ole Miss now to 17 commitments for the class of 2024. Mark Stoops doing a little work. He picks up a four-star prospect out of the state of Tennessee in Elijah Groves. He had a, a top three list that included Kentucky, Purdue, and NC State. And Groves picked the Kentucky Wildcats. Groves is a uh, linebacker. He's the 11th player committed to Kentucky. Six foot four, 215 pounds, and uh, nice length for a uh, linebacker. Uh, like we said, four-star prospect, 30th linebacker in the country. Uh, has made plays defensively at linebacker and edge and in the defensive backfield. So we'll see where he ultimately plays at Kentucky. But Elijah Groves picking the Wildcats, and uh, Wildcats do a little work. Doing a little catch-up. Cutter Bowley, their in-state quarterback, currently the headliner of that recruiting class, but we'll see what else they add along the way. All right, Eli Drinkwitz over in Missouri getting some work done. They've picked up a handful of commitments this weekend. Started with a couple on Friday and then a couple more over the weekend, so let's run through some of them. Uh, Justin Bodford from the Sunshine State, he announced his commitment on Sunday to play for Eli Drinkwitz. Six foot one, 291 pounds. He's a three-star prospect, number 116 defensive lineman. He is committed to the Mizzou Tigers. Also, uh, in-state athlete Jude James committing to Mizzou. He's six foot four, 200 pounds, rated a three-star, the number 23 recruit from the state of Missouri, and the number 159 wide receiver. Also, uh, Cam Dooley picking the Mizzou Tigers, sharing the news over the weekend. Six foot four, 195 pounds, three-star prospect. Uh, does not have a rating yet on 24-7 sports or on three, but Rivals has him as a three-star. 
He's an athlete, so we'll see what position Cam Dooley will end up playing. And uh, Mizzou starting to rack up some commitments now after kind of slow out of the gate. So good for uh, Eli Drinkwitz and company. Lastly, over at Vanderbilt, Clark Lee's group, they picked up a commitment, uh, number 18 for their class of 2024 in Mason Carter. Uh, six foot five, 200 pounds, rated a three-star number 103 edge rusher in this class. So uh, Vanderbilt uh, capping off their class. And one quick other SEC recruiting note, uh, five-star defensive back KJ Bolden is set to make his announcement in just a month. So we will see where he ends up. He's out of Buford, Georgia. And there is some thought that uh, the Bulldogs may be getting the five-star number one safety. So we'll keep an eye on that. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we're going to hit on some other tidbits going on around the conference, including some news from the Big 12, as well as Auburn breaking a ticket a season ticket record sale. We'll get to that in just a second. But first, uh, this is Locked on SEC. And I want to remind you that this episode is presented to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you will land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 You could spend uh, betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. It's all on an app that is safe, super secure, and super easy to use. And also, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no place better to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So go sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That'll get you $200 in bonus bets. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, continuing on here on Locked On SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. And every day is later this week on the show, our conversation with uh, multiple different people, including Zach Blackerby. We'll start to preview the Auburn Tigers as we look ahead to their season. So we'll jump back into it. Uh, as we do, let's dive into it. We will get into a little bit of uh, uh, SEC talk in just a second. But first off, how about a little Big 12 conversation? It's the Big 12 has extended their media rights agreement with Fox and ESPN through the 2030 through 2031 football season. That came out on Friday. One of the notes that stood out, though, and Ross Dellinger had this of SI, he says, part of the finalization of the new TV deal, a Big 12, the Big 12 expects to play weekday football games, including Friday nights. That means the Big 12 could be playing games on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. My opinion, that's ESPN maybe clearing the deck saying, look, we're going to have big time SEC games happening on the ESPN family of networks all day Saturday and Saturday nights, especially. Let's go ahead and get some of these big 12 games out of the way. You guys go play on Thursdays and Fridays and we'll clear the deck. So we'll see what happens. Just kind of an interesting nugget of that deal. Um, let's dive back into it. All right. Auburn, they have updated their online roster this week with uh, New Jersey numbers and Michigan State transfer quarterback Peyton Thorne who's largely expected to win that battle at quarterback against Robbie Ashford and uh, hopefully win that starting job. Uh, he has taken the number one jersey for the new season. Uh, defensive back Nehemiah Pritchett is also moving from number 18 to number one on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, Peyton Thorne, he wore number 10 during his time with the Spartans in, least an in East Lansing and at Auburn. 
He looks like he will be the guy and sporting the number one. He's a six foot two junior from Illinois, went 16 and 10 as a starter at Michigan State and uh, expects to be the guy there for Hugh Freeze and company at Auburn. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, cool number switching to the number one. Now, also over at Auburn, some news as they broke its all time record for season tickets sold for this season. Hugh Freeze, his arrival has had a major impact on ticket sales already. The Tigers have fewer than 300 season tickets remaining for this year. Their home schedule is pretty strong. They have games against Georgia, Ole Miss, Alabama. Uh, We'll also play UMass, Samford, New Mexico State, and uh, Mississippi State at Jordan-Hare, but that uh, is a pretty strong one with Georgia, Ole Miss, and Alabama. The Ole Miss game scheduled for October 21st. Of course, we'll have Hugh Freeze going against his former team in a big-time SEC West showdown, so that will be a lot of fun. But, uh, of course, this launches the new campaign post-Brian Harson into the uh, Hugh Freeze era, and Auburn fans are ecstatic and super excited. They will open the year against UMass on September 2nd. Other news over at Georgia, their, their annual homecoming game has been finalized. It will be in Athens. It will take place November 4th as the Bulldogs host Missouri. They announced in a press release on Friday, they said numerous activities will be taking place throughout the week including the annual homecoming parade, the crowning of the homecoming king and queen. That'll be announced at halftime of the football game last season. The Bulldogs played Vanderbilt for their homecoming and shut down the Commodores 55 to nothing in that game. Now, Georgia facing a Missouri team that was very scrappy against them last year, gave them one of their toughest games of the year. And Georgia eked that went out, winning 26 to 22 with a 14 point fourth quarter. Georgia's 11 and one all time against Missouri. They've won nine in a row. Uh, their uh, Georgia's lone <clears throat> uh, loss uh, vic- loss over uh, Mizzou came back in 2013 in Athens. A kickoff time for that homecoming game is yet to be announced, but we'll keep an eye on that and let you guys know when that comes out. All right, over at Alabama, Jamil Burroughs, former four-star prospect, uh, started his career at Alabama after originally committing to Georgia. He is reportedly entering the transfer portal He spent three seasons with the Tide, was the 34th defensive tackle in the country in the 2020 recruiting class, had a ton of offers. His best year came a year ago with eight tackles, two tackles for a loss and a sack. So Jamil Burroughs hitting the recruiting, uh, the transfer portal. We'll see where he ends up. Over at Arkansas, they are uh, bringing a new option for fans at home football games. Program announced the addition of Big Red's rooftop coming to Donald Reynolds Stadium this fall in the uh, north end zone deck. Big Red's rooftop will serve as a general admission area and will feature three individual bars under a covered space. The announcement said there will be a 70 bar, 70 bar seats up there as well as additional pub tables in the surrounding area and a drink rail overlooking the field to provide fans with a variety of ways to experience the games. And, uh, uh, Hunter Yurchek, the AD, said, look, in our state, an Arkansas football game day provides the best opportunity to come together with friends, family, or fellow Hog fans for a tailgate or watch party. Now Razorback fans can enjoy that same experience within the stadium as they cheer on our team from the most unique sports bar in college football, Big Red's Rooftop. Whether you want to watch the game from a local uh, chair located on the deck rail or view it on one of the many TVs at the bar, you will always be right in the middle of the action and enveloped by the unrivaled surround sound of more than 70,000 Hawk fans who will be calling the Hogs. Big Red's rooftop tickets will be sold on a single-game basis 
and uh, will allow fans to enter the stadium and give them access to the general admission area with no assigned seating. So if you want to go to the game, you want to drink, you want to have fun with friends, and you want to watch the football from the upper deck, that is the way to go. Big Reds rooftop. Uh, Arkansas, they will open the season on September 2nd in Little Rock against Western Carolina. The first Fayetteville home game is set for September 9th against Kent State. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, uh, an interesting firing happening a couple days ago on the ESPN College Game Day crew. We'll discuss that in just a second. Rolling along here on Locked On SEC, and as we dive back into it, I wanted to get into some interesting news that came out just a couple days ago, in case you guys missed it. Obviously, ESPN making some cuts across the board with their uh, uh, college game day crew, and or, or rather across the network, but hitting the college game day crew. Unfortunately, David Pollock, the former Georgia star, was included in the latest round of layoffs from ESPN, and it was pretty shocking and surprising for a lot of people. A number of uh, critical tweets from people all across college football saying they didn't understand it. Number of fans question why you know David Pollock is out, and uh, you know some fans critical of Desmond Howard saying why is he still there. Some who don't like her curb street, whatever. But David Pollock's time on College Game Day has come to an end. And late Friday evening, Pollock took to social media, releasing a video reacting to the news, focused on the positives, reflecting with uh, you know a positive attitude. He said, look, I think a lot of the news came out today. A lot of y'all heard I won't be brought back to college game day next year or ESPN. I just want to say thank you to so many people. Appreciate everybody along the journey. 12 to 13 years ago, ESPN took a chance on me and all the people I got to work with, man, I got to work with some great people and do so many things that were so awesome for so many years. Just thankful for that. He said, I don't know what's coming next. I have no clue what's next in my life, but one thing God has shown me along the way, he is for me, not against me. In the NFL, broke my neck. My career was over. Found a TV, uh, found the TV job. Found coaching the last couple of years. Found speaking the last couple of years. So I know something amazing is in store for me. So we'll see what happens. Look, we enjoyed David Pollock on game day. It was kind of the easy transition when Lee Corso would step out after the first segment. David Pollock would slide right in, but Pollock no longer going to be a part of that. And just for a few people, I see a tweet out. Maybe he could join a. Uh, the the SEC Nation show. No, that's also an ESPN property. If they really wanted to demote him or whatever, they could have slid him over to that. Uh, not going to be a part of that show either. So uh, best of luck to David Pollock. We always enjoyed him on, on ESPN and I'm part of uh, College Football Live, College Football Game Day, and uh, not going to be a part of any of those shows anymore. Now, speaking of College Game Day, Kirk Herbstreet has been uh, making the rounds uh, recently doing some interviews. And recently he talked about his pick for favorite coach he's had a chance to cover. And he went with Nick Saban. And here is what uh, Kirk Herbstreit said about Saban. He said, look, he's been like a teacher, like a mentor, really. Somebody that I really have always admired. I'm an old school kind of disciplinarian myself. So I'm drawn into him. Uh, he, he said he, he looks up to Saban for his wisdom. He said, I see him so differently than fancy him. I see him as a friend. I see him as a guy I can talk to if I'm having an issue in my life. He's probably one of the first people I would call because of how much his words mean to me because he's not always going to tell you what you want to hear. He's going to tell you what he really thinks. So, yeah, there's Nick Saban, the coach that they all bow down to, and then there's Nick Saban, the man who I'm just a big fan of. So, yeah, he's probably my favorite coach that I've ever had the chance 
to cover. Lastly, before we get out of here, uh, I wanted to mention this. Arkansas going to pay tribute to the late Ryan Mallett at uh, Razorback Stadium uh, this week. They revealed a scoreboard graphic dedicated to Ryan Mallett, who passed away in a drowning accident uh, a couple of days ago. He played quarterback, of course, at Arkansas from 2008 to 2010, regarded as one of the top program uh, top quarterbacks to come through the Arkansas program, and uh, just a really tragic uh, incident where he drowned on uh, off the coast of Florida. He was 35 years old, so uh, really tough news there. And uh, just one more nugget before we go, uh, a baseball nugget, if you will. Jay Johnson at LSU became the fifth straight SEC coach to be named the National Coach of the Year by Collegiate Baseball. Uh, he, of course, won the College World Series with LSU just a week ago, had a fantastic season, a fantastic postseason, and uh, very well deserved there for Jay Johnson. So congrats to him. We'll see if LSU can repeat. They're coming back with a lot of talent next year. But as we know, the SEC – Baseball world, always brutally tough and going to be tough once again. So, uh, but congrats to Jay Johnson on a well-earned recognition. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And shout out to our everydayers. Keep coming back and checking us out. Like we mentioned, we'll be previewing the Auburn Tigers. We'll also be catching up with quarterback Mike Wright later in the week. You do not want to miss that. This has been Locked on SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.